Welcome to episode three of the Volume Shooters podcast. We're 12 days into the season, Mitch, and it feels like we're like four months into the season. A lot has happened so far. I feel like we could have recorded 10 podcasts by now. Yeah, you know, we have the uh, we have this argument amongst friends here about NFL, NBA, what's... I don't think it's close. The NBA off-season has turned itself into such a circus that it's like better than the actual season, some people are saying, and... Within the first week of this season, just injuries, surprises. You know, I know, I get, I think we covered this before that people think the Warriors winning is like killing the NBA. Like, there's just so many good storylines on the way to get there. And yeah. uh, I don't want to, you know, preview too much here, but only five games in, six <laughs> games in, and there's a crazy amount of things happening. Why don't we start with our favorite thing from off the court this week, and then we'll go on, on the floor. So, what, what was your favorite thing off the court this week? I mean, you know, I think we touched in our uh, previews about, like, Zeke getting busted uh, for Zebo. I'm sorry, getting busted for, like, distribution of adult substances. Yeah. There's always something great going on off the court. Yes. We touched on it every week just now when we were talking about the offseason better than the on-season, you know. So, I mean, God bless the NBA giving it, giving, giving it to us right off the top here with Eric Bledsoe. Oh, my God. Oh my goodness! What do you say about this? So, so we talked about tanking before the season started, right? We, right. The Suns and the Bulls were the prime candidates in each conference to the tank. Right. So the Bulls kicked this off before the season even started with a player punching Meritich in the face, breaking his face. Apparently, right. He's going to be out. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Right. At least three months. Right. Because why should we? You know, if we want to tank, let's stage a fight and have one guy punch another guy in the face. That seems like the logical thing to do. That's what I would do. Yeah, he had in the NFL with uh, I.K. and Impali <laughs> punching Geno Smith in the face. Nice reference. Yeah, good reference. But and, uh, the Suns are not going to be outdone by the Bulls. The Suns no. found a way to be the biggest tankers of all time. So they started off the season 0-3. They lost by 48 points at home in their home opener against the Blazers. Yeah. You what your fans are there opening night. Yeah. Lose by 50. And the Blazers aren't exactly no, the Warriors. No they're Warriors. No, they're no okay team, but like then losing they, by 50 is, is yeah. embarrassing. They lost a tight game. Then they went, out, went to LA to face the Clippers. Again, no world beaters. Good team. Not good. Lost by 42. Right. So they're 0-3. Yep. You know, it's a weekend. This is where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be tanking. And then Eric Blitzode. <laughs> who, by the way, this is his first relevant NBA moment in five years. When was the last time Eric Bledsoe was even discussed? We discussed in our in our season preview that the once upon a time, not long ago, the Suns had about 12 point guards. Right. And they basically got rid of Isaiah, got rid of, you know, I don't remember who else Knight. was there, but um, uh, Brandon Knight. Right. And then they held on to Bledsoe. So he's the guy they chose to keep. Right. They got rid of Dragic. Right, Dragic. Right. Yeah, they, I mean, they had a ton of point guards, right? right? And then we also discussed in our preview, what is Tyson Chandler still doing in the NBA? Um, and I mean, one might say leadership, but <laughs> not here. I'm not sure that's quite working out for Tyson. So, I mean, just to catch listeners up if they, if they haven't been caught up here. So the NBA has become like a Twitter league. You have all the players on Twitter tweeting these eye emojis when they think something big is about to go down. So Stan here has, has printed out some materials for us. It's Eric Bledsoe's Twitter feed. And he posts a bunch of inane stuff like, ha. Good morning. Wow. And then just like one day he tweets, I don't want to be here. Yes. All of a sudden, like DeAndre Jordan, like all these NBA guys are like looking at this tweet and they're like, you know, quoting it in their own tweet. And they're like, whoa, like, bomb. Come to our team. Come to our team. That's right here. 95,000 likes, 46,000 retweets. So that story in and of itself is like a decent off-court NBA story. Big deal. Guys are crybear. You know, they, they stink. He doesn't want to be there. He thinks he can do better. He thinks his career is being hurt. Whatever. You know, maybe he should play defense if, if he doesn't if he wants to win some games. I mean, he's also... I mean, he's I'm not like, going to say I'm an Eric Bledsoe expert. Meh. 
He's like, a, he's an okay, like, what I take third him? guard. Yeah. I'm going to help the Nets. Yeah, I take him, but, like, he's not, like, a guy that you're going after, like, as a superstar. In any event, the story gets better because he's he's basically in a position, as soon as this comes out, where the team is going to react to it, but he doesn't have to, like, fess up to it and say, like, I'm asking for a trade. So I guess they give him a chance to explain himself. This is coming straight from the GM, right? Great and the stuff. GM says... You know, hey, you know, Eric, what's going on here? I almost called him Drew. Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. So they're like, hey. Bledsoe play better defense. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hey, Eric, what's going on here? And what does he say, which I just love? He says, I was at the hair salon with my girl. I didn't want to be there. I believe him. Yeah. I mean. Do you believe him? (laughs) I I don't know if I've ever been in a hair salon with my girl. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I don't believe him. You don't (laughs) believe him. You've no. never been in a place with your wife where you've been like, I got, I can't get, I can't hear anymore. Of course I I'm have. sitting online waiting for her to try and address and I want to kill myself. Listen, Stan, you it's happened. Stan, you know I have 248 Twitter followers. I'm super proud of that. At <laughs> Silent Bravado. Yeah, at Silent Bravado. Let's pimp that Twitter. Oh, yeah. But, and? I, you know, if you, I tweeted that, I'm not sure anybody Do it right now live. Tweet, I don't want to be here. The difference between me and Eric Bledsoe tweeting this is, is that Eric Bledsoe has to know when you're a guy getting paid millions of dollars, you can't just do stuff like this. And no, I don't believe him. He meant he did not want to be a member of the Phoenix Suns anymore. Yeah. And you know who else believes it? What I believe? The general manager of the Suns who says, we don't believe him. No. He's not going to be here any he longer with us. us. He won't be with us going forward. So the problem with that is, if you want to trade a guy. Yeah, in uh, real time, you're looking it up. Eric Bledsoe has 220,000 Twitter followers. He probably picked up 100,000 in the last week. <laughs> you, don't don't want, you don't want to be here. Um, listen, if you want to and, trade, and, you want to trade a guy, though, Stan, you don't well, announce that he's not going to be with us going forward. That kills trade value. Stan, let me, uh, let me put this out there. Mm-hmm. He has not backed down because that tweet's still up there. Oh, he didn't take yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't take it. today. It's, uh, you know what? It's got 46,000 retweets, 95,000 likes. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tweet right now from my Twitter account. Oh, come on. I man. don't want to be here. How many followers do you have? Not a lot. I let you pimp your Twitter I feed. don't want to be here. You think my boss is going to fire me tomorrow? <laughs> what if, you know, I, I, I sent it out. Is your account public? <laughs> I take that down. I, we can I move, don't want to be here. We can move on from this. Hold on. Who, who's trading for him, though? So that's, I was going to say, we can move on from the drama and just onto the basketball side of it. Right. And we discussed that you don't get equal value for a superstar, although I do not think Eric Bledsoe is a superstar. No, far from it. Um, but what is Eric Bledsoe's trade value? And that's a great Clip- question. I think the Clippers could take him back. He was really good in the Clippers when he first got there. Really good defender. Played really hard. Because their guy, you're saying Milo's... Milo's is injured. He's injured. They, right. They're playing great. Blake Griffin's been great. They need another defender at the guard position. I don't know what they would trade. They could use him. There's a lot of rumors about the Knicks treating him. But the so Knicks are not going to trade Frankie Nicotine. So I don't know what they're trading. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks would be a phenomenal uh, landing destination yeah. for Bledsoe. They could use a point guard. Maybe the work Clippers, with Rockets, Nuggets. He, he is a career uh, 15.7 point a game scorer. Is that yeah, right? He's very average. 40% He can help goal. a team. He can help a team. I mean, he definitely doesn't belong on Phoenix. All right. Let's and, go. And, which is interesting, uh, I think he's pretty cheap. What does know? he make? Um... Well, I think I'm looking at an old salary. It was 1.7 million. I think it's from a couple of years ago. There's no way that's, no, that's still the coaches make that now. Yeah. So look that up. Get back to us. So whatever the case is, um, I don't know where he ends up. Um, I do think for some reason it'll be a Western Conference team. I just don't think these Eastern Conference teams are even pursuing anything. Yeah. The uh, the Clippers are a good place for him. Um, I think I, you know who really could use him. The Nuggets. I know you, you made fun of my Nuggets. He makes 14 and a half million. Whoa. You think that's a lot? 
In today's league? Like third guard. I mean, I guess he's a starting guard in some teams. He's not that good. Yeah, man. People seem to value him. People seem to yeah. think he's an all-star. That trade, that changes his trade value a little bit. It's 14 and million. Let's go back. Let's go on the court now. So, there's been a lot going on the court for seven days, but I think we have to start with the injuries. Yeah. The injuries have been yeah. severe and have been season-changing injuries. Yeah. Let's start. I don't want to talk about this too much, but my Celtics on opening night, you know, it feels like a month ago already. Gordon Hayward went down. He's not coming back. Horrific. I mean, injury. I mean, it changed the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Celtics had a chance to compete in the Eastern Conference. Kyrie's been making shots down the stretch of games, and Celtics have been playing okay. They're forward too. With Hayward there, and the way the Cavs have been playing, they would have a legitimate shot to win the conference. I believe that. The caveat there is the Cavs are clearly not going to look like the team we think they'll be until May. I mean, I, the Cavs... Look, they signed everybody. No, 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 I understand, but... They don't go full throttle. I mean, these aren't the Cavs we're going to see come playoff time. You're right. And the they lost to my Nets. And as much as I think the Nets are a 36-inch yeah. team, you know, they sure. lost to Orlando also. They They're got blown out. Right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think – I don't know. I just don't think this is what the Cavs are going to look like in May because if it is, then the Warriors are going to cakewalk. Right. The Warriors going to hit the championship right now. The point is the Cavs are giving up 110 points a game right now. Dwayne Wade has already been moved to the bench, which which we discussed in our preview. He belonged on the bench when the season started. I don't exactly know what the big surprise was that he went to the bench. He never should have been starting. Dwayne Wade is completely irrelevant. Irrelevant. Derrick Rose is already injured. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. They're back to the starting lineup with Trims Thompson and, and Kevin Love in the lineup. But the well, actually, when they played the Nets, LeBron played the point guard. Yeah, I made a big deal about that. LeBron's been playing point guard since 2004. <laughs> just not in name. Just, yeah, he's, yeah. He's the best passer in the league. He's been the best passer in the league since he came in. I don't really know what the, diff, what the big deal is. But the point is the injuries to Hayward. Another injury I want to talk about, which relates to the Cavs, is Jeremy Lin. I know, I know you believe the Cavaliers, are, the Nets are still going to win thirty-six games, but the, Net, the Cavaliers have that Nets pick now. And if the Nets suffer because Jeremy Lin's injury, should the Cavs trade their pick for a player? Because if they can beat the Warriors, if you think maybe this is the year the Warriors are vulnerable, the reason that that is absolutely not going to happen is because that what? trade was made on that pick because because um, Dan Gilbert and because. The leadership of the Cavs believe that LeBron very well may leave. We, we've talked about this. They, they don't believe LeBron's going to be there after this year. They need that pick to rebuild. They need that pick. If that pick is a top 10 pick or five pick or six pick or whatever it is, they need a young player to build so, around. So the Hayward injury and the Lynn injury has no impact on the trading of the pick, according to you? I, I don't think so because... They can go to the finals either way. Correct. So they got to keep that pick. And, okay. and, and, and just hope that LeBron stays and then move it in the summer? I just, I just, I believe that they believe that he's leaving. I don't think they think he's staying. Right. So in that Wade case, is going, let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. Wade is going to retire. Yeah. Rose is a, is a rental, right? Kevin Love, I mean, he's Kevin he's Love. Good. Yeah, he's great, he's right? Good. Conceivably, going forward, this might be Isaiah Thomas's Cleveland Cavaliers. But he's a free agent in the next season. Too, too. So they may lock him up. They may get, throw that huge extension uh, in front of him. Plays well for half a season. I guess. They I may. Guess. LeBron may leave, yeah. and you'll see Isaiah with the lottery pick and Kevin Love. Right. So if the Nets pick is better than, I mean, they're playing well so far. We'll get to the Nets. I'm sure you'll mention it yeah. later. But if Kevin, if Jeremy Lin's injury is a factor, the Nets might be worse, and then that pick is more and more valuable. I guess you're right. Don't trade. And by the way, and by, and by the way, to finish the point about Cleveland, you see teams like. Orlando, you know, who lost Dwight Howard. And you see teams that have a star and lose him. If the Pelicans were to lose Anthony Davis, you know, it could take a decade yeah. for them to recover. Okay. LeBron right. is there because he has ties to, uh, to Ohio. So if they keep this pick and Isaiah comes back healthy and they overpay Isaiah because, you know, that's what it takes to get a star in Cleveland. Right. They've done very well, all things considered, Trade for losing LeBron. Yeah. 
What happened last time they lost LeBron to Miami? To, oh my to goodness! Correct. Purgatory. So, will we agree that, that that nothing that happened in the Eastern Conference has made it any less likely they're going to be in the finals? Right. The Cavs yeah. are going to the finals, which would mean that LeBron is in his eighth, will be in his eighth straight NBA Finals. Yeah. I mean, the most impactful thing that happened is Hayward's injury, which right. to me which ensures locks the cap, it up. Yeah, is locks. So, up. assuming that he's going to be in his wait, wait, ninth total NBA Finals, eighth straight, ninth total. Here's my trivia question for you for this week. All right. And by the way, trivia we're on LeBron. I'm going to throw in a little nugget before you throw in your nugget. Uh-huh. Today is the anniversary of LeBron James' NBA debut. He had a dunk against the Kings. It was against yeah, Sacramento. It was Sacramento. He had it was, 20 points? It was Sacramento. I remember that game. He stole a pass and dunked. That was like his first NBA highlight. Yeah, he looks well, like a baby. Let me, let me kick it off with our first trivia question. Let me see if you can name for me how many total NBA franchises, listen to the question carefully, mm. have more finals appearances than, than LeBron James. Total NBA fan, meaning there are 25 or so teams that have not been in the finals. So we said if LeBron goes this year, it'll be eight straight. Nine, nine total, yeah. Nine total. I mean, I know the Nets don't, right? Like, I know, I know. I'm talking uh, about teams that are higher than him. It's not that many. Lakers, Celtics, okay. right? You got two, right? You got two. Chicago. No. Wow. Those have been to six finals. They won all six. It was a three-peat, three-peat. Six right? and no, but they, LeBron's been to nine. He's going to be to nine. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, the Celtics, if LeBron does make it this year, he'll be, he'll be third. He'll have nine. The Warriors have eight. The Sixers have nine. That's incredible because the Warriors were bad for a very long time. Yeah. Well, they've been to three straight now. Yeah. And they, won, they won the championship in 75. And the Sixers have been bad for a long time. So they obviously had some glory in the 80s, days. In the 80s and yeah. before, before they moved, they were San Francisco Warriors, Will Chamberlain. The point is, he, he, his numbers are getting to the point where he has to be considered are the greatest of all time. You know, in that GOAT conversation, people think it's sacrilegious to talk it's about not. Jordan. It can't be. He's nine finals. I mean, it's a joke. Uh, listen, and the knock on him has always been, right, if you had one shot to win a finals, Jordan pushing Byron Russell out of the way and making that shot. That's how people think of MJ. I, okay. But LeBron's a different kind of player. Game seven, they won in Golden State. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. The team that was 73-9. and nine. Yeah. He beat them by himself with a block. Remember that block? He's Watch that game together. Yeah. We jumped out of our I, I mean, LeBron is a physical specimen the game has never seen. He's not even slowing down. He's got so many miles on him. He's he's as fast, as agile, strong as ever. He no, played the Nets no, last he's week. He's a point guard. He can do anything he wants to do <laughs> on the court. Okay, he's, he's not slowing down. The only thing he's never going to be is Steph Curry. I mean, he's not a long-range shooter. No, That's not his thing. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need he doesn't it. Need it. He's you know what? Great passer. You know what? He's gotten better at that too. Three yes, point, three-point shooting. Thirties in the three-point shooting, which is good enough. Three-point shooting's good too. All right, let's look at the little other things that are going on in the NBA right now. Right. So, if you look at the comp, the standings, the standings look a little bizarre. I, I, I'll start in the West, and we didn't give Memphis a lot of credit before the season. We thought Memphis was going to be bad. I mean, I was bored by them. You know, I thought, I, I thought it's the same team we've always seen. It's Gasol, it's Conley. Yes, but minus they got, Zebo, they got rid of this grit and grind. They're now playing a little bit up the tempo. They're five and oh, one. I wonder if Zebo's taking his narcotics elsewhere. It's, oh, it's giving the team. Me? It's giving the team a new focus. I like their coach. <laughs> I like Fisdale a lot. Oh, Fisdale. Fisdale, right? I say take, yes. yeah. take, take that for data. Yes, that press conference yes. is epic. I am a big fan. If you haven't seen that press conference, to the listeners, get onto YouTube. Maybe I'll tweet it out <laughs> at Silent Bravado. <laughs> he goes through a whole slew of statistics, all the saving patricians, whatever. He says, take that for data. Do you think? Do you think it's real? Memphis? Do you think it's going to last? Of course not. You don't think it's going to no, last? No, I think they're going to win 46 games. They're 5-1. and one, Yeah, and they're okay. allowing 94 points a game, which is ridiculously low. This in the team NBA. is still the same team it was. I'm going to pull up this roster. It's still built around Conley. Yeah. 
I think the highest paid player in the league. Yeah. Right? Which is pretty incredible. It's a little Marcus Stall is averaging 22 and 10. Those okay. are, those are, those are all star numbers. So Chandler Parsons woke up and yes. had a night. He's actually playing. 24 points. Tyreek uh, Evans is on this team. <laughs> and they have some guy, Dylan Brooks, playing 27 minutes a game, who I've never heard of. These guys are, so it's these not, guys are, these guys are journey. We're in agreement it's not going to last? No, it's not. Okay. But they, they, they may make the playoffs as a 7 or 8 seed, but I think that's probably what I said in the preview. I, I think we were a six we, or, we were more, no, I wasn't more down that. on them. I wasn't that down on it. You know what? I'm, I'm surprised. I'm impressed. But, you know, I don't think it's going to last. The Clippers are 4-1. And, one, and I, I told you this in the preview. I thought Blake Griffin is gonna, was, had MVP chances. My, my over-exaggeration. I'm going overboard here. I'm going to take it too far Tuesday of the week. <laughs> I think Blake Griffin is going to win the MVP. There's been a lot of honest talk. I think Blake Griffin's going to win the MVP. I think the Clippers are really, really, really good this year. I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. I think that's a fun story. I Chris, think, you know, yeah. He's a very likable guy. Better like, without Chris Paul. People Chris like, Paul's annoying. People like Blake. And people want to see Blake succeed without Chris Paul. They don't want to believe that Blake's success was just Chris Paul. Because that makes Blake not a good player. Yeah, interesting. Right? Makes him like a system guy. And yes. he's a fun guy. People like him. Blake Griffin currently averaging 24.8 points a game. Yeah. That is, you and know, he had a three at the budget to win a game the other night. That's legit. 9.6 rebounds. Rounds up to 25 and 10. That's a heck of a year. I think the Clippers is actually legit. The Spurs somehow... Some way are four and one. I mean, now that's what I shouldn't be surprised, but I am a little surprised. I am surprised, and that's what I want to talk about. I don't know where Kawhi Leonard is, and as an NBA fan, nothing is more frustrating than NBA injuries because in football you'll see like up to the second the guy was on crutches, now he's off crutches, he's walking, he's breathing, he's talking to his mother, and Schefter's reporting. Right in the NBA, you just don't hear anything, and Kawhi Leonard has never uttered a word in in his entire time in the league. I don't think Kawhi Leonard has answered a question. We don't know where Kawhi Leonard is. But what we do know is that somehow... Well, he got hurt. Remember, he got hurt in the playoffs in Game 1 against Golden State. Remember that? Yep. He missed Petrulia. He missed the entire preseason with that injury. Yeah. And he's still not back. And when, yeah. But when do we think he's coming back? I, I'm trying to find articles. Nobody's even talking about it. Kawhi himself had this to say about his status. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That Nothing. Funny. That was the only pause we're going to have in this but podcast. The great, thing, the great thing is that they're four and one without him. So that's and what I want to talk about. Well, let me tell you why. Because I watched their game the other night. They, first of all, Orlando spanked them, but we'll talk about Orlando in a minute. Because I have my two far Tuesday, my <laughs> irrational prediction okay. coming up right here. Okay. So the Spurs are playing 1990s basketball. They are throwing the ball into Lamarcus Soldiers in the post. He's backing and dribbling and dribbling and dribbling and dribbling and dribbling, 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 turning around fadeaway jumpers and nailing them. And it's, it's the most boring thing in the world. But they're winning, and it's incredible because this shouldn't last in the NBA these days. They, their scoring is down to 99.8, you know, but they're allowing 97. They're playing great defense. Marcus has, has started all five games. You know what he's averaging points per game? I'm going to say 26. 25.6. There you go. 9.2 rebounds. He's been, he's been a first-team so, all-NBA so far. Without further ado, the list. They, they, they tried to dump him. Remember, they tried to trade him to anybody that would take him. For Eric Bledsoe, for that matter. I mean, he was, a, summer. He was a great player in Portland. We knew what he was, and it was strange that he yeah. forgot how to play. But Darren right. Williams forgot how to play when he left Utah, so I'm, I'm familiar with this. But listen, no without, further, you're not rip Darren Williams. without further ado, I'm going to make that my business. In every podcast, I will rip Darren Williams. Without further ado, I'm going to give the listeners 
my irrational prediction of the week. The Warriors are no longer a lock to win the title. And this is why. And this is why. Not because of the upstart Grizzlies. Not because of the Clippers. Not because of the Houston Rockets with Chris Paul. And not because of OKC with Paul, George, and Carmelo Anthony. It's because of the same old boring Greg Popovich Spurs. And here's why. Kawhi Leonard Leonard is a potential top three NBA player. He's probably up there with LeBron and Durant. Durant. People believe that, right? LaMarcus is 25.6. If I had ask you this. Who is the next best scorer after LaMarcus is currently on the Spurs after five years? Rudy Gay at Rudy Gay at 12.2. When Kawhi comes back, if they continue to get 12 from Gay, 12 from Danny Green, 10 from DeJuante Murray, and and 9 from Gasol and 9 from Ginobili, that is Spurs basketball. If these guys are going to contribute those consistent numbers and and LaMarcus is going to score 25 a game, Kawhi's going to come back at 25 a game, they're dangerous again. Just like that, they're dangerous again. You're saying they're better than the Warriors? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying where it was once a 99.9% certainty that unless there was an injury, the Warriors were champions. Now it's like 90 so you there's think there's a 10% that, chance that San Antonio could... The only, could, the only thing is that there's a chance Kawhi comes back and Wolders doesn't get the ball anymore, and then it goes back to the old, the old style. But who knows when Kawhi's coming back. Maybe Kawhi takes two months off and Lamarcus really establishes himself. By the time Kawhi gets back, he's rolling. That's Listen, it. all I'm here to tell you is it's not the Rockets, it's not the Thunder. Maybe it's the same as everybody right. does. Interesting. I like that. I like that you're not so high on the Warriors because when the Warriors are good, it's a little, it's a little boring. Feel good stories in uh, Manu Ginobili and Paul Gasol who are about seventy five years old, and that's fantastic. Everybody loves old, everybody loves old geezers. In G League now. Do you know they renamed it the G League? I do. I, I had no idea. Yeah, I looked. This I thought up. they bought a second league. I looked this up because D League, D League, D League. All of a sudden, G League, and you know why it's the G League? Gatorade, Gatorade sponsor. Unbelievable. Gotta get that paper. I'm telling you, those the NBA's they're making money now. Adam Silver. Money now. Adam Silver gotta get that paper. Go for Adam Silver. Let's let's go, let's switch to the Eastern Conference for a minute, because we talked about the West. The Eastern. The Eastern Conference. I know we're we're not gonna be happy to say this. We gotta give the, we gotta give respect to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean it's early, Mitch. If there was ever a time to give respect, you have to give it now. It's so been 10 years. Who have they beaten so far? They're 4-1. Yeah. They, they beat the Cavaliers. They did. And they beat the Spurs. Yep. And handily. And they beat the Nets once. And they beat the Nets. And they Nets beat them the once. So they're averaging 118 points a game, which is by far the most in the NBA right now. And who is it? Who's scoring for them? Evan Gordon. Uh, Mr. Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. And, and Fournier. Those guys are good. And they, by the way, they're playing without, without what's his name? Without Alfred Payton, who, by the way, is probably going to be traded because they don't really need him their right now. Their best player is Vucevic. It has been for quite some Gordon's time. Gordon's their best player now. You got Aaron Gordon at 23 7. 23-7, 9.7 rebounds, 48, 22. But Aaron Gordon never was a shooter, and against the Nets, he iced the game of the three. So when you when you get these young athletic guys, they're born with that athleticism. He does look like bigger men. They're born with that ability to dunk, but what they need to work on every summer in the offseason is that shooting. Sometimes these guys develop a three-point shot. Like, I, Aaron Gordon probably never shot any threes. Brooke Lopez one summer decided no. to work on threes, came back, shot 100 threes. No, because Aaron Gordon's been in the league four years, which means he came in one year in college, right? So he's been five so, years removed from when he learned how to play the game. When that point, the three-pointer was not as relevant as this So right he, he's, he's 23 and 10 right now. Yeah. So and those are big numbers. I'm going to make another prediction. I think Aaron Gordon's going to be in the all-star team. 
I don't think it's. I think it's. I think Evan Fournier might be in the All Star. So here's what's crazy. Here's what's going on with the Magic for for those big scoring numbers. Their top three players are averaging twenty two and above. Gordon Fournier and Vucevic are all averaging twenty two and above. Yeah, it won't hold up. You understand that? You don't think it's going. This isn't a good team. After those three guys, Jonathan Simmons, DJ Augustine, Alfred Payton. Stop me if I'm mentioning any players here that are relevant. Simmons is good. Terrence Ross, Bismarck, Biombo. Yeah, but, but. I mean, Mario Azonia was actually a quite a high draft pick, averaging 14, 14 minutes a game and six points. Yeah, but they're, they're scoring one hundred eight. Jonathan Isaac is there. Is there like that? I think that I think this team might make the playoffs. I think we may. Have, I think they're. I don't know. No, no, it's way too early. You think it's come back to reaction? We're gonna. We're, we're, we're gonna. That's too far. Tuesday. We're gonna go over this again in two weeks, and and who knows the where they'll be. Six or seven. You got the Celtics at four and two after the Magic. You got the Detroit Pistons, which are probably yeah. a surprise because I don't think they have anybody worth talking about. We talked. We dumped on how boring well, this team was. The Clippers last night. The first loss of the Clippers for this season. The Wizards, who I believe was the only real contender besides the Celtics out there, three and two struggling. Toronto Raptors, three two boring. We've covered them with Lowry Milwaukee. and DeRozan and Milwaukee, and we're gonna talk about. Giannis. Yeah, because I think Giannis is the number one conversation point on the NBA right now. He is, he, Giannis is averaging 35.0 points per game. Is that a Let lot? that sink in for a second. Yes, that's a lot. The highest player in the league usually averages 30 to 31. He's averaging 35 oh, points yeah. a game. He's just full-blown taking that seriously. Yeah, I'm aware <laughs> of the 35 points a game. I mean, I mean, this is a good trivia question, which may make this awkward, because neither of us, I don't think, know the answer off the top of our head. When is the last time a player averaged 35 points a game in a season? For the whole year? Yeah. I know that in 1988, Michael Jordan averaged 37 points a game. Right, but I don't think it's happened since. It's not since. a common occurrence. It's not happened since. My, my, I want to go on a limb and say it hasn't. Cold up. The year that Kobe was shooting every time he touched the ball, 2006, yeah. look that up. 2006 scoring leaders, Kobe may have averaged 35 because he'd never passed. Once. Just want to read you Giannis's numbers for a second here. Five games played, five games started, 35 points, 10.6 rebounds, and 5.6 assists. Yeah, Hello. And 1.2 blocks. The, the thing with the thing with Giannis, everyone was complaining he didn't have a three point shot, three point shot, and I don't I don't think it matters. He's like he, talk about this with LeBron a little bit. He's such an athletic freak that yeah. it, that it doesn't it but, doesn't matter. But again, they're not they're, they lost a couple games in a row. They, 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 people go crazy right away. I think it's a little over time. Let me ask you something. Yes, you ready? Yeah. You know you always found yourself to be a bit of a spelling champion. Sure. You, you always correct me when I spell things wrong. You yeah. send me emails when you spell this wrong. Yeah, I'm a grammar Nazi. Some say. Yeah. Okay. So let's see if you can spell Antetokounmpo. And if you can, yeah. if you spell this correctly, What's it I will get you a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee tomorrow. Oh, wow. Antetokounmpo. Hey, we got steaks Mitchell on Eisenberger's this. spelling bee of the week. We got steaks on this. You can't spell this. Or rather, coffee. Coffee. Go ahead. Oh, that was corny. Go ahead. Um, it's, You're not gonna get it this starts right. with A-N-T. Correct. You're on, and on your way. It's Antetokounmpo. So it's A-N-T-E-T. Okay. Antet. Yes, right? Correct. And then I'm I'm gonna go. This is not gonna go off. Yeah, probably. And Tentacumpo. So I'm gonna go with an O after the T. A T E N T O. And Tenta. Right? Is that right? You're still okay. Okay. K. Correct. O. Correct. U. Yes. N. The fuck out of here. No. N is in Nancy. Yes. M is in Mary. Yes. P is in Paul. Yes. Oh no! <laughs> I don't believe it. You cheated. You cheated. I'm not cheater. I'm sitting in front of you. You're, you're, I have it on. I owe you a coffee. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> I figured we were spelling people because I'm gonna give you the hardest one to open in the night. That is hard. It's hard. How did you know there was an O-U-N in the middle there? Onto the Kumpo. I would have said K-M-P-O. Done. Because I am like a student of these things and I have a like the only thing I've been gifted in life with is a memory. I'm not really good at much else. Okay. But I actually like have seen his name many, many times and it's interesting to me and 
I, I honestly, his, his name takes up the whole journey, honestly, the whole arc. Of the I journey. didn't think I was going to get it. That was impressive. It was. It was. It was. K O U N M P O at the end there. Yeah. I. I. I, I, I his name is as impressive as his game. He's I, I, points. I like Dan Lebitard. A lot okay. of people don't. Mm. He does a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Could you Cuban comment once? No, I don't want to get into politics here. Okay. It's not our, but he and Stugatz, they were chanting this week. Like anytime something happens, they just have, they break in this chant, and it's like it starts slow, and then it gets faster. And it sounds like a bunch of they say it sounds like if you like watch these movies where the plane crashes on a deserted island and they're captured by cannibals that's what they're chanting it's pretty funny the worst scene Lord of the Rings worst scene that's just me something or Game of Thrones maybe sure yeah the thing that's going on in the media right now is that Giannis is already better than LeBron have you heard this recently you listen to the sports radio all the time people are saying that LeBron Giannis is the best player in the NBA already and that we're four games in it's a little crazy. It's like saying Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball. I, I, you took the words out of my mouth. So don't get me on my soapbox here. The problem with casual fans who tune in and not students of the game like, <laughs> like you and I. Okay. The problem is that they don't understand that what separates like a great talent from a great player is consistency. Yes. You have guys every that every score night. 50 points, but then they take nights off. LeBron do every night. doesn't take any nights off. And when you're talking about the great of the great... It's not one year of not taking nights off. It's five years of not taking nights off or six years of not taking six nights games. off. Right. So it's offensive. Yeah, I find it offensive. Yeah. Tell me that Giannis is better than LeBron right now is offensive. It's, it's ridiculous. Not, it's, it's, not it's, it's not offensive to talk about LeBron and, and Michael anymore because no. he's done it for so long. years, right. 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 So that, you know. But it's, when, it's a little too early. You know, you, 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 you had Nick fans, the great Landry Fields. You know, this is the problem with the casual fan. You tune in for a little bit. You start throwing things out there you shouldn't throw out there. Now, Giannis is right now the favorite, odds-on favorite in Vegas to be the MVP. And I think that, would be, the MVP. that would be phenomenal. Right. That would be great for the league. If he wins the MVP, then we can start discussing if he's the best player in the league. Six games into the season, it's, it's ridiculous. The, the, ridiculous. The Kawhi Leonard conversation has Gained steam right. over four or five years. Right. He was there with Duncan and Parker and Ginobili. He was the fourth best player, then the third yeah. best player. Slowly, every year, he put something else in his right. game. Yes, and and he's Take been some. doing it for four or so, five years so, now. So, if an episode twenty of the podcast, we're talking about Giannis still as the MVP, then we can have a conversation. I think right now it's if Giannis way if Giannis steps up and does win MVP, great for the league. Yeah, sure. And he's by an MVP is fantastic. I don't know how much you've read about Giannis. I've been a mm-hmm. fanatic. Background stuff, stories, Lee Jenkins type of stuff, right? With SI, I have um, I've been reading about Giannis for probably four or five years, and he, I believe, may spend his entire career in Milwaukee. He's not going to go chase the big lights. And why? Why do you say that? Because he's a very loyal guy. He like. Has a lot of gratitude that they picked him in the draft. He likes the organization. As long as they don't mess it up. Imagine having the best player in the NBA in Milwaukee. I mean, I guess it's not different now having him in Cleveland. Right. Organizations have messed this up many, many times. Sure. Been through this. I mean, Philadelphia is in the process of messing up Markel Fultz right now. Yeah, I don't it know. Took them, it took them a week, and they already screwed it up. It's they, unbelievable. They taught him how to shoot free throws, and it's just going horribly. The dude, he looks lost. He changed his shot. He had a shoulder was drained. The whole thing is a mess. And Ben Simmons... It's ben great. Simmons looks great. Ben Simmons so, is great. So why are they rushing Fultz back? Ben Simmons, ben Simmons is what they promised us. Right. It's 12, 12, exactly. and 12 every exactly. day. But they let, they let Ben Simmons sit a year out. They let Embiid sit out three years. And now Fultz, 
They're, they rushed him back during the preseason after an injury. Can you explain this? I'll just let him sit for a month. Come back in a month. The, see where you are. The process has essentially given them Simmons and Embiid at this point. Half yeah. of Embiid right. if he's healthy, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. Jaleel Okafor they messed up on. Nerlens Noel they exiled. He's now in Dallas. And Fultz they're messing up. And Saric is doing nothing also. Yeah. So, but, but all these young guys, they've panned out two of them. If, if Henke was still there, Fultz would not be back. He'd be sitting on the bench resting his shoulder, and they're rushing him back, and now they're regretting it. And then he had a press conference. I don't know. The agent got involved. It's a total Stan, mess. People love the Colangelos. That's I don't know. Not anymore. Colangelos are like 100 years old. All right. Let's finish off with our favorite things of the week. So my favorite thing this week, I don't know if you've been following, there have been three buzzer beaters. Right? There's nothing in the NBA like a buzzer NBA? Beater. There's nothing in sports. Like a buzzer beater. Oh, nothing. So, Wiggins, do you see that this end of this game? Banked in. From Minnesota from, against yeah. Oklahoma City. The bank was open. Westbrook hit a three. Towns came down and hit a shot. Carmelo hit a three with two seconds left. No timeouts left. And by the way, Jimmy Butler, who I thought was going to be the focal point of the He's been invisible. Did not get the ball on this play. Wiggins came across no, he, the lane. Actually, caught the pass and banked in the three from inside the half court line. Go watch that clip. Butler's been invisible. If the only thing yes. Butler's, weird. If the only thing Butler's addition does is elevates Wiggins' game, maybe that's even worth it in I guess, itself. I guess, but that team was you were, you were really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, very excited. But that sequence... The best part of that sequence is that Carmelo hit that three. Because yeah. Carmelo's been in basketball purgatory, also known as Madison Square Garden, right. for about six years. And we have been forced to watch Ross, who is not a good three-point shooter, no, heave five. up at the end. I love that Paul George and Carmelo are there now. Yes. And Russ is willing to pass, which is great. What well, Russ said was... 12, leading the NBA with 12.2 assists right now. So Russ came down the lane, drew defense, Carmelo, that's exactly what he's there for. And then Wiggins came back and won the game. And then right after that, two nights later, Blake Griffin, the three-pointer, win the game at the buzzer. Eric Gordon, the three-pointer, win the game. Buzzer beaters make, make my heart warm. What's your favorite thing this week? I'm I understand you went to a game. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I just want to finish off that, though. My, my, unfortunately, I don't get the warm and fuzzies from OKC. I know it's early. I don't know. I don't know if those guys are loving it with each other. I don't. I don't. I, they were my pick to challenge Golden State, but they gotta they gotta go on some bowling trips. I don't. They gotta go out to dinner. To go Those out. guys. I mean, I don't know. It feels very cold. They, they came out of a timeout. Maybe no one can play with Russ. I, I see. I was gonna say. I don't think it's Russ. I, they came no. out of a timeout during that game when they hit the three at the buzzer to yeah. lose to Minnesota. And Billy Donovan is trying to grab Russ by the jersey to give him last second instructions, and Russ has no interest. in <laughs> He's like flicking off like a fly. Get away from me. I'm good. And by the way, Durant, in his memory when he was using someone else's Twitter account, yeah. he mentioned that he didn't like playing for Billy Donovan. I have a feeling. Are you buying that? I have a feeling. Yes. What? What? The, what? They didn't like Brooks either. I mean, these so are guy, players. A guy that doesn't want to be coached. Listen, you, Russ has the mentality that he can do anything on the court. He could sell popcorn out there if he wants to. So <laughs> I watch. I watch Russ. Yeah, I, I watch Russ do anything. Yes. But you, you think Russ doesn't think he could coach the team too? I mean, he probably, I, 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 I respect. You're talking about going into movies. They have to be some kind of organizational structure. There's nothing. I don't know. Anyway, my favorite thing of the week, as you as you accurately sort of preface there. I figured you're going here. I hopped in my car. I drove 12 and a half when minutes. Was Last Sunday. I was actually considering going tonight. Maybe I will as well. The Nets have this thing, which I think is fantastic. They play Sundays at weird times. Yeah. They won't play at 7 or 7.30. Last week, they started at 3.30. Tonight, they're starting at 6 o'clock, and that's fantastic. First of all, the kid gets the kids involved because it's not that – the game doesn't end that late. I got – I bought – Tickets on StubHub, about 25 minutes before tip-off. I bought great seats. I even moved down from those seats to better seats. I paid about $35 a seat. Well, um, what's the crowd like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday? I thought it would be empty. Right. They, 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 they had to play again. They played uh, 
at like the no, opponent no. Nets, right? So, because uh, Atlanta doesn't fill their own building, I got to fill the Nets building, right? But, you know, there were about 14,500, which is not bad. I think this place probably holds like 17,500 or 18. So, I'm going to say 80% full, 85% full. Um, the crowd at first is very dead, and in general, the Brooklyn yeah, crowd is dead. Game also, yeah, mean. but all, they got into it late, and the Nets, you know, put on a great show. And uh, just the ability to get in your car, drive 20 minutes, beat a game, can't beat it. The entertainment value is off the charts. I mean, it's got to be nice to be home at 630. After oh, going to fantastic. A fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I saw Nets win. I saw D'Angelo Russell. I saw Rodney Hollis Jefferson, who is actually turning a corner and looks like a real NBA player. He does look good. Yeah, he and good. He, he does a little bit of everything. He's one of those Swiss Army knives. Honestly, after they beat the Cavaliers, I was expecting to see you just... Just losing your mind, just screaming from from my house to your house. And the reason you that I, somewhat restrained, which is for you, is impressive. And the reason that I didn't was because I knew the loss to the Knicks was coming. Oh, I've been a Nets fan. I've been a Nets fan twenty seven years now. And if there's one thing I know about the Nets, it's that they will never miss an opportunity to to let down against a bad team. You know, the Nets themselves are a bad team, right? Yes. And oh, I mean. Well, oh. they're a 36 win back okay. team. But, you know, the, the loss to the Knicks is classic. Like, they're on a roll, they're feeling good about themselves, and then, you know, and well, you're. went crazy on them, right? Well, and he's pretty. I mean, it's about time we're finally seeing what we're is 30 and 9 in that game. Yeah. When they played the Magic, Gordon at 41, a career high. When they played, I don't remember who it was, another guy at a career high. The Nets are... They're a bad defensive team. Yeah, horrible. In the end, of the first night of the year, they get 130 points. Yeah, horrible. But they're scoring a lot, so that's okay, right? Like, the Nets are allowing 117 points a game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's bigger than I expected. Right? And how many are they scoring? 115. So, they're scoring 115 points a game, not a lot of talent. You and I have discussed this. The thing that excites me, and this is for a basketball nerd, yeah. is that it seems, and we've had this discussion over the years, too, about coaches that can make an impact actually on the floor. In baseball, a manager doesn't do anything. In hockey, a coach doesn't do anything. Football, they draw plays. Yeah. Basketball, the thing a coach can do is actually have like a philosophy and install a system. Yes. Atkinson has the Nets looking yes. like the Spurs without yes. the talent. But, right. but guys, it matter sometimes. guys are going to play only 30 minutes a night at most, maybe 27 minutes a night. They're going to come out. They're going to give it everything they have. Fire threes. They're going to hoist threes. And on nights when they make them... They can be the Cavs. And they're going to be nights where they're going to shoot 10 for 50 and they're going to be embarrassing. But that's that's okay. That's okay because you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to win 30 games probably like that. The only team in the NBA that's scoring more than the Nets right now is the Warriors. (laughs) It's pretty, pretty good company. That's where you want to be, man. Uh, And the Magic. Excuse me. Don't disrespect Orlando. Let's wrap it up here. Um, One one thing you're looking forward to. You have anything you're looking forward to in the next week or two? I wanted to preview something because Undefeated. ESPN, whatever their sub-website, whatever they have. They did a a thing now because now the NBA is at 70. Remember in the NBA 50, they announced the 50 greatest players? Right. Undefeated took out – they basically updated the list. Right. For, the, for their 50 greatest players. And right. took out a bunch of guys, added a bunch of guys in who have made it in the last 20 years. Like Shaq wasn't listed in 97, he's right. on the list now. Right. Kobe, those guys. Right. Guys like Brooke Lopez, you got to get right. Brooke Lopez didn't make the cut. <laughs> but what I wanted to do with you is I wanted to make our own list of 50. Yeah. I wanted to forget the NBA in the 80s and before because we, we're not, it's not relevant to us. Right. We started watching basketball. When, when did you start watching? What's your first NBA memory? I'd say it's got to be. It's got to be uh, Chris Morris, Armin Gilliam, Kendall that? Gill. I'm going to say 95, 96. Yes, I think I remember the 
Bulls Suns Finals in 1993. Stamos, you remember Drazen Petrovic? Of course, 93, but so, not well. Okay, Drazen's a little fuzzy. You can, make, you can make comments in guys' careers. Yeah. So what I say is, the last 25 years, right. when we started watching ball. 19, right. 1993, 2018. Right. We're gonna make our own top 50. Right. And we can debate who, whose list is better. Right. So next week we're gonna go 50 to we're gonna release 50 to 40 for our own list. You make your list, I'll make my list, and we'll critique each other. Nice. Sounds Looking forward good. to that. Okay. If Kendall Gill isn't on there, Sam Cassell. You won't be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to get. To, I gave you set a list of seventy-five guys that are eligible, and right. it was not an easy list to pull together. The Kenny Mutombo was on there. Tom Gugliotta. We've got to go deep there. All right, let's wrap it up. Looking um, forward to episode four. Yeah, ten days in, and it's been great so far. Go Nets. God damn. See you guys soon. <laughs>